Yes, so welcome everybody to this is the Sustainability Committee of the Treasure Island Development Authority and welcome for those who are either listening or watching and um, and so we'll go ahead and call the call the roll. Director Sen. Here. Director Richardson. I'm here. I'm here. We have a quorum. Good. Thank you. Uh, next item, please. Item number two, general public comment. This item is to allow members of the public to address the Treasure Island Development Authority Board Sustainability Committee, the committee on matters that are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the committee and that do not appear on the agenda. In addition to general public comment, public comment will be heard during each item on the agenda. And are there any members of the public who would like to address this committee? There are no callers in the queue. Okay. Thank you. We'll go to the next item, please. Item number three, consent agenda. There are no consent agenda items this month. Okay, thank you. Next item. Item number four, update on development project revegetation and tree planting activities on Yerba Buena Island. And we're going to need to hold until I can get them into the room, please. All right, thank you. We'll wait for for um, until CMG, who's making the presentation, will be before us shortly. Is there any yeah, it, it, I'm sorry that they are having some problem joining us. Um, we'll just wait for a few minutes um, as they try to get on to this call. Bob, should we wait for a few more minutes or should we take the next item and come back to this? Um, Peter was also going to present the next item. Uh, we could uh, move on to that, but he was also trying to help get the others joined. So Peter, uh, I don't know if you're actively doing anything to, to help I am actively um, trying to get people to join right now okay yeah so, yeah, so probably best for us to wait for now all right so let's be patient thank you sure 
Bob, SF Gov's TV is suggesting that we call a recess until we can sort that out. So I, I would offer that. All right. Why don't we do that then? Um, so we'll call recess and we're having some technical difficulties in getting um, our presenters to join. And so let's um, call recess and we will be back shortly.
It's on Yerba Buena Island. Terrific. And who's presenting? Uh, we have Magda from TIDG and Greg from CMG. Greg, I gave you the ball unless it should go to Magda. No, no, it will be Greg. Yep. Hi, everybody. This is Greg at CMG. Uh, sorry about the delay earlier. Get my screen here. Can you all see this? Yes. Yes, oh. we can see it. Wonderful. Great. Yes, I'm Greg Barger with CMG Landscape Architecture. Uh, we're going to give you just kind of a high-level revegetation update um, for current stages of YBI and Treasure Island. So, you know, as you, as you may or may not know, the Treasure Island and the Yerba Buena Island Streetscape Improvement Projects are ongoing. <clears throat> the Yerba Buena Island Streetscape Improvement Project includes two large uh, stormwater basins, uh, gardens. These two gardens will effectively treat the stormwater runoff uh, for Yerba Buena Island, split between the two. One on the west is called Buckeye Grove, and one on the east is the Willow Bridge Park underneath the uh, Bay Bridge there. So within these gardens, there's 195 new trees, uh, over 60 species of native plants, uh, which provides tons of habitat, um, looking really great. They're coming along uh, incredibly well. And I think we planted over like 60,000 plants at this point in this garden. So all the plants going on to YBI uh, were contract grown through a local nonprofit, Literacy for Environmental Justice or LEDGE. Uh, they set up a contract grow uh, location on Treasure Island, you can see photos of that here before we started taking all the plants out and planting them. Um, great experience working with Ledge. They created some great product and uh, they did their best to, to salvage uh, plants from the island and regrow them. Um, in addition to adding some from you know different Bay Area sites to get as, as native as possible back onto the island. So here's a shot of one of the basins in the Buckeye stormwater growth. Um, you can see there's kind of a retaining wall on the right to create the flat spot for the basin. Plants are coming in beautifully. Um, the, the large buckeyes that we protected are the original development or, or in the, the back here. There's, they're blooming out, so they're doing really well. Um, yeah, couldn't be happier with how things are turning out out there. Um, really nice, great views. It's going to be a nice spot to take a walk. Plants are coming along. Really nice. I mean, there's some spot. The basins are doing better than the slopes because we have like a bioretention soil mix in there. So they've really got the best of the best. So the slopes will come along with a little more slower pace. Some kind of glamour shots here. You can see the island, Treasure Island in the distance. Again, yeah, here's the another basin with the, the buckeye in the foreground blooming and we got the four bay for the swim water water the water dispersion as well as the basin itself you can see the bike path off to the left there so it's the way down. moving over to the east side this is the garden underneath the bay bridge you can see the off ramp and the ramp above uh, this was planted a little later than the macala side so it's not as far along um, but still coming along really nicely and uh it's a flatter site, as you can see. Uh, so there's a swale that runs through the middle to kind of convey the water to different basins at different elevations. A couple weirs to work on there. It's a big uh, four bay that disperses the water out. Kind of a meandering path. There, as you can see, most of the plants provided by ledge were um, small plugs because they're native plants going in native nurseries. So you can see they're pretty small to start, but you know, they'll get much bigger over time. So outside of the SIP on Cuba Buena Island, we have the, the dog park, the Rocks Dog Park, which is very close to being completed uh, next month. Um, it's a small park, but packs a great view. It's got a great design. I'll show you in a second. Things to note there, we were able to, to salvage a bunch of boulders from YBI during the construction project process and put them back into the park. 
some of the eucalyptus we were salvaged pieces and made into furniture and we were able to transplant an existing coast live oak from the island back into the dog park these are the boulders that we salvaged during the initial earth moving exercises up on Yerba Buena Island. It's like kind of gray whack, wacky uh, boulders that were found not on the surface, but deep underneath the surface of Yerba Buena. It's kind of strange, but very exciting. Um, so these are the, like we got over 200, 250. This is the design, kind of the boulders being placed. Um, this is that native oak I mentioned coming back in. Very nice to see back to its home. Um, and then you start to see the design take shape with the, the native boulders, that native oak in the distance. Um, and kind of the final design here for, you know, we call it a dog park, but it's going to be very popular, I think, with all species. Yeah, looking that way. And then not part of the SIP, but part of the infrastructure for Yerba Buena Island, you know, kind of the water tanks project. So we were uh, just tasked with basically planting an irrigation on this site to kind of help blend it back into the native environment. Uh, we've got 90 new trees in that area, as well as um, many new plantings and a lot of, we actually used a native seed blend hydro seed mix to uh, spray onto some of the disturbed slopes in that area as well. And one item to note in this area is a very large coastline oak that we've, um, we've protected uh, for the past year or so, and it's, it's doing really well. Or I should say that's five years. But yeah, so. so it's just an example of what the slopes with the native IGC blend looks like with some oaks planted on it. Things are growing, you know, it's coming along. Um, this is a view from above the tanks, you can see. Um, we have like a string of buckeye trees that'll line this fence. Got some Dutchman's pipe vine coming in on the fence. That vine will line the entire uh, run. Some exceptions down at the bottom. And this is the big, large oak tree that we've been uh, protecting for quite a while. It's looking pretty good. So then moving down to Treasure Island, uh, we've got the TISIP phase one uh, happening now and, and being very close to near completion. Um, we've got 250 new street trees in addition to street plantings, which are at each tree well. Um, Causeway, which is this is over on this side here, the more down by the beach. Um, this is the current state of the Causeway. We've got some hydro seeded, that native seed, hydro seed mix um, sprayed here with some cypress as you make your way down to the beach. There's some bare spots because this is kind of still under kind of under construction, so we'll be infilling hydro seed spray once we get to that point. Um, but the Clarky is looking really nice. You can start to see it's it's coming along, showing some color, and the cypress are, are liking it. And so these are just some of the trees that uh, we'll be putting in for um, Treasure Island. You know, Will, Will CMG is, was down tagging these palms down in Palm Springs a couple of weeks ago, so we'll have some Dactyliferas, bunch of filibustas, um, some pistachia, genensis, as well as some of these. And then looking forward, here's some kind of completion dates to kind of give you the big picture of um, what's happening. A waterfront plaza down here, looking at like a Q2 2023. Uh, Signal Point, which is this kind of larger Saddle Park on top of uh, YBI Q4 2022 with its partner Infinity Point in Q3 2023. YBI Trails looking at a Q4 2023. Clifford Cove Park here, Q4 2023. And then Phase One, the City Side Park, which is just the first two panels right here. Is Q4 2023. And then Cultural Park, which is around the existing church, is Q4 2023. And that's what we have for today. So thank you. And let me know if you have any questions or I'm going to go back on anything. Great. 
Thank you, Greg. Um, Peter or Bob, did you want to add to that? Otherwise, um, I have some comments and questions. And I have some questions too. Yeah. Okay. Sergeant, the director's questions. All right. Thank you. Um, thank you, Greg. Are we able to see you, Greg? Oh, sorry. Yeah. And are you? Uh, and tell me, Greg. Um, again, as an introduction to the directors and to the public, um, did you tell your role at CMG? Oh yes. Yeah, sorry, I am a. Try to share my, my video. Does not. Uh, I'm having trouble turning my video on. That, that's all right. If if it's not, um, hello. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yes, now we can see Hi. you. Thank yeah. you, Greg. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank I you. That and uh, and you are the project manager for these. I am part of the team. Yeah, I am. My I'm a senior associate with CMG Landscape Architecture. I've been working on the island since 2014, 2015. So quite a long time dealing with those those trees coming down the boulders, the early stages. Um, we are, you know, it's a large project. It's many projects. So we have a team. There's a main project manager, and then I kind of handle the technical side. And we also have other people on staff. So. It's okay. a team effort for sure. Great. Well, thank you very much for that presentation. And I think that we're so lucky to have CMG, the landscape architecture firm, be involved in this project. They have certainly, you've done many projects and including um, the Presidio as well, different projects in the Presidio. Mm -hmm. So we're glad to have you, you know, working with us and actually have been with us from the very beginning of the master planning process. So um, good to see that. And you know that I, I am so um, excited to see these parts come online. In fact, I have been many times, um, I've visited these stormwater parts that you, and have seen them at various stages okay. along the way. Um, so I'm glad that they are actually planted um, and Looking forward to the winter when um, the, hopefully the rains will come and we will see how that stormwater system actually does. And I'm sure that the plantings, plants, when they get water, um, are going to be even different from what they are now. Um, but but glad to see it. You know, uh, right now I think there's a lot of plugs, as you say, and and the fact that we harvested from the island then grew the seedlings um, in the in in the nursery so that we would have those plants to be able to revegetate when we were ready to do that. That was forward thinking. And I'm so glad that we did that in connection with Ledge, um, a, a nonprofit, and particularly the fact that it's native plantings that are native to Yoga Burn Island as much as we can. Um, so so I think that was a wonderful part of the overall plan. Um, and also I'd like to point out that buckeye tree, which is in the stormwater garden um, on, the, on the Western side. Um, I, I think we've got a new name for that park, the stormwater park on the Western side. I've gotten, do you call it buckeye garden? Is that the, the name that we've chosen for that? It's the buckeye grove. Yes, the Buckeye Grove. Well, in the middle of that I, is that wonderful Buckeye tree. And that was native um, to Yoba Buena Island. Was that there? Uh, was that transplanted? I mean, did, did, did that tree um, basically was there and we kept it? Or was did we box it up and keep it until construction was done and then we planted it? Uh, that tree, it's actually two trees. Um, it's, it yes. was there. Yes. Uh, that, that slope, if you remember back before we de developed, was a, a field of eucalyptus. Yes. So when the eucalyptus were taken down in preparation for this work, these yeah. three buckeyes remained and they were just beautiful. So we worked yes. to, to preserve them. Right. Once the, the trees came down, the buckeyes hadn't experienced wind before. So one of the buckeyes blew over. Oh. Um, so that's why we have two. We cabled them up and protected them as best we could, and we're really happy with the progress and how they look today. 
Yeah. Well, wonderful. And actually to see them in spring when they were blooming was mm. actually a spectacular view um, of those, you know, native buckeyes. And, um, and so great that we were able to keep them because they are native to Gilbert Blair Island. So very happy to see that. Um, I, I'd like to know um, what is the maintenance plan going forward? For these native gardens, um, are there things that we have to do in order to maintain the plantings, or are you just going to let nature take over? Are there things that have to um, happen in order to make sure that the plants thrive, or that the stormwater basin system works? We well, we are. There'll be a maintenance period just from the construction side of it. So, just how long is that? Uh, it'll be a one-year maintenance period from the completion of that portion of the project. One year only. Yeah, the maintenance, we need it to be long-term. So we've been yes. working with TIDA and TIDG and everybody to create this operation and man maintenance manual system put into place that will address the different aspects of both the gardens and the parks and everything. So it's, it's something that's very important for us to get into place. And we want these gardens to look good for years to come. Yes, that's right. I'll add a little bit to that. So we are also working with Ledge because they have a lot of experience with native plants. And as you mentioned, they were growing plants from just the seeds. We currently are uh, are talking to them and ask that we ask them to provide additional uh, information how to water um, these specific plants. So we are we're working on a plan how to um, you know, schedule the irrigation, what kind of maintenance. This is very, uh, it will be, a, it's a very specific project. It's not like any other park. It's more natural. So, um, so Ledge, uh, just at our last meeting, they, they said that they, they're able to give us some kind of recommendations and what they are doing at the nursery too. So uh, we, we hope that will help um, maintain this and, uh, and keep it as natural as possible. Okay. Uh, and Magdalena, you're with TIDG, is that Yes, right? correct. Yes. Who is our partner, our private partner on the Treasure Island and Yoba Buena Island. And this has been an issue which I am particularly concerned about, is that we have the right operations, maintenance, and management of the parks. Um, so I'm glad, I, I do know that we're working on a manual, um, but I, I am concerned that we have um, a really thorough um, structure for ongoing maintenance and management and for the financing as well. Um, this is something which Ida um, would like to be much involved in to make sure that, that this aspect um, is um, done correctly. Uh, it's, it's, you know, we have this once in a generation lifetime, we have the capital funds to, to do the plantings and to make these wonderful parks. But what's important is that we maintain them over time and also have the right organizational structure and the staffing to do that. Um, just the maintenance manual is not enough. And so this is something which I think we have to focus on is how do we, um, how do we operate and organize, maintain and management manage these spaces that we are creating. So um, that's something which I think is is something which uh, TIDG, but particularly TIDA, because this is the public realm in the end, TIDG will not be there, but TIDA will. So um, it's something that we're particularly concerned about. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. And then the dog park, how is the dog park to be cleaned? Which is always an issue with dog parks. <laughs> yeah. Great. Do, do you want to do you want to answer that question? I've been to, up to the dog park, and it's it's great that you've um, we've saved the boulders to the park and and placed them there. Um, although there's not as much room for the dogs to actually run in that very small park, um, got have a lot of small dogs, I think. But um, but I was just wondering, from a practical standpoint, how do you clean that dog park, and particularly the waste that comes from that? You know, does that flow into the stormwater system? Is that um, how is that handled? 
Well, the, the dog park, the, the main, the gravel portion of the dog park does have a sub-drainage system that takes it to the, takes it out. Um, as far as- you know, Where, to the sewer system or it takes it out to, is it uh, filtered and goes into the bay? What, what happens with that? I believe it goes into the storm drain system. Yeah, which in turn feed to the stormwater right. uh, basins that, that Greg showed in his presentation before they're discharged to the bay. Yeah, um, and do we have testing of that water before it's discharged? Um, I believe there is a periodic testing program. It's not, you know, like a live type of testing, but there, there are periodic uh, testing obligations on okay. the state permit. Um, but, uh, in terms of the maintenance of the park, you know, uh, we'll have bags available and, and of course signage to encourage dog owners to clean up after their dogs, but otherwise it'll be a subject of, uh, routine, uh, maintenance to, to, uh, uh, attend to, uh, uh, material if the dog owners do not, do not address it. Thank you. Um, I think those are um, the primary questions that I have uh, for now. Linda, you also have some comments and questions. Yes, yes, I have some questions. And can you hear? Can you hear? Yes, me? we can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. So, Greg, uh, that was um, a great presentation. My questions, actually, Commissioner Shen was um, alluding. I I really would suggest that we have a comprehensive a presentation on the irrigation uh, system. Really, the engineering, what are we talking about? The concern for, for TIDA is the longevity of those parks. And given the water situation in California, we actually need to have a sense of how the parks will be maintained. And it shouldn't just be all these bits and pieces of information. And so I know that uh, Ledge is putting together a manual, and I, I would suggest that you also get us involved. There are some certain questions that um, you know, uh, are of interest that I would like to ask even during this process. Putting the manual is one thing. The major piece is the maintenance of the parks, the capitals and the resources that are gonna be available. So at some point, all of us needs to segue to, to those kind of discussions. And as we mentioned earlier, this is Titus' responsibility. And we're looking right now, this is a fact-finding phase where we are actually talking with some other, you know, Presidio Trust, some of the iconic uh, parks uh, in the area and throughout the country. And we've been to uh, New York to see uh, models. And at some point, we are going to be putting uh, from all those best practices, uh, put something together that we can present to the public and to be uh, making decisions on. So that's that's where we need to uh, be concentrating on your help. You know, Magdalene and your Greg uh, will be very helpful. Uh, Greg, were you also involved with Presidio Top Turner Park? The tunnel top. Yeah. No, I was not. I was not. Are you involved? No. Okay, you were not involved. Yeah, we, we do intend uh, to engage with the uh, Presidio Trust to have a tour of those parks and any other uh, parks in that region or outside that we really need to look at. Bearing in mind that our parks would be the largest in not only in San Francisco and mostly in the region. So. This is exciting, and I just want to put those comments out there that there is still more to do, uh, especially with the maintenance and the irrigation sparks, and we want to be involved in your discussion. So offline, anytime yeah. that, just reach out to us. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. And Greg, I, I have one more question, and it has to do with the palm trees. Um, and of course, you know, the palms were so iconic for Treasure Island. You know, Avenue of the Palms was was named after the palms that were uh, lining that uh, roadway. Mm -hmm. um, so you are going to be replanting um, palm trees. Um, 
uh, how many uh, are there? And also, we do know that there's been some diseases with palms. And so, um, do you have, um, uh, are you looking at specific species of palms and are they healthy enough? You know, what's the process for selecting those palms? Yeah, so the, the two species that we are selecting are the Washingtonia filibusta, which is a hybrid between the ro Washingtonia robusta and the uh, filifera. Um, so the California fan palm mixed with the Mexican fan palm, which makes for a little more disease resistant, stronger uh, hybrid. Um, that'll be along the avenue of the palms. And current number for this phase, just off the top of my head, I think we're at uh, 30 potentially, both sides of the street. And then along Clipper Cove, uh, along that, yeah, taking yeah, along Clipper Cove, we have the, the Phoenix Dactylifera medjool, which is a variety of date palm, which is a really nice uh, palm that's going to be well suited for that location and um, more disease resistant than, say, the Canary Island palm, which is a big one that's been out there, right, that has the Fusarium wilt problem. Um, we also have a palm specialist on board. Oh, good. tagging with yes. us. Um, <clears throat> very knowledgeable. He'll be there during delivery. He's there during tagging. Be there during delivery, and as far as and advising on planting, and, you know, fertilizers, whatever we need, he'll be the person to ask. So. Terrific. Well, the palm trees. We'll look forward to having them come back. And you know, it, it, it's it's um, the promenade, which is along Clipper Cove with the palm trees and also the avenue of the palms really, you know, I think that they create a um, island feeling, um, which I think will be much beloved. So yeah, thank you for that. Okay. Um, are there any questions um, from the public? Peter? There are no callers in the queue. Okay, thank you so much. And thank you for the presentation, Greg. Um, we'll be in touch and we'll go on to the next item, please, Peter. Item number five, update on Yerba Buena Island native plant demonstration gardens on Treasure Island. Okay. And um, who will be presenting on this? Peter. Okay, can you see the presentation? Uh, not yet. Here we go. Hello, Directors, Peter Somerville with the Treasure Island Development Authority staff here to, on the heels of Greg's presentation, provide an update on uh, our smaller network of Yerba Buena Island native demonstration gardens that are installed on Treasure Island uh, throughout the northern part of the island and around community-facing facilities. Uh, the intentions of the native plant demonstration gardens are to bring Yerba Buena Island to Treasure Island. Um, obviously, as a man-made island, there are no native plants on Treasure Island, but uh, working with San Francisco environment, Tida decided that it was a, a good educational opportunity as well as a beautification project to start uh, planting small demonstration gardens of YBI natives throughout Treasure Island. So since 2019, we've installed eight separate gardens adjacent to on island community serving facilities and island businesses. Uh, the gardens are installed by Rubicon Landscape, our master landscaper and they utilize plant stock from the on-island native plant nursery operated by Ledge. Uh, Tide and Ledge enter into smaller contract grow uh, agreements for these gardens, and then they are grown and uh, propagated at the, uh, at the nursery on Treasure Island. The gardens contain an assortment of species which are intended, as I said, to educate the public and showcase the diversity of YBI's native flora. Uh, the species and sites are chosen under consideration from tied in San Francisco environment based on uh, adjacency to community facilities and then um, timing of, uh, you know, pending development. We want to put the nurseries in spaces where there's going to be uh, a good amount of time for them to grow and flourish uh, uh, before the phasing uh, 
impedes their progress. Uh, species for the individual sites are then chosen based on the specific site conditions. Peter Brastow of SF Environment will generate a plant palette uh, based on kind of the specific site we're looking at, the site's exposure. Is it east facing? Is it west facing? Is it you know, exposed to the sun, the wind, um, the orientation of the site and the on-island location? Once the sites are installed, Rubicon then maintains them under their master agreement for landscape services, uh, primarily uh, over the first year or so of the site, there will be some irrigation to make sure the plants get established. Um, and then mainly their goals are removing trash, removing invasives, uh, monitoring the sites, advising if any plants uh, need to be replaced based on the plant's performance. Um, so I'm just going to walk us through uh, some pictures of the sites. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce the scientific names for the species. <laughs> I will leave that to Peter, so I will be referring to common names, um, and then I will be available for questions at the end, or feel free to stop me at any point um, throughout the presentation. It's, no, it's not letting me advance. Boy, I'm really having a day here. There we go. Uh, so here's a picture at the time of the first garden that we installed was at the Ship Shape in February 2019. Uh, you'll see here some of the volunteers and some of the Rubicon staff working. It's installed just outside the front door uh, to the right of the Ship Shape, visible from the front, accessible through the, uh, the sidewalk as people pass to come and go. Um, and then we've got some... Sorry about that. We've got some pictures of what it looks like today. Uh, as you can see, it's grown in nicely. You're going to see there's some seaside daisy there that greets some folks right as they come up to the front door in the top left of the picture. Uh, also in the area are sagebrush, sticky monkey flower, lizard tail, and bee plant. And you can see, I'll talk about a little bit later as well, the interpretive sign that is installed at each of the gardens uh, to support people's awareness of what is planted there. Uh, the second site that we planted was the Treasure Island Gym. We held a community planting day in November of 2019 to plant uh, the stretch of space outside the front door of the main gym facility. Uh, before that, in this space, it was overgrown with ivy, landscaped ivy, and um, other invasives. So ahead of the planting day, we went through and cleared out the ivy, turned over the soil, and then installed uh, the native plants that you see there today. Here's a couple other pictures uh, from that volunteer day and gives you a good idea of kind of before of the site. Uh, on the right there is Guillermo from Indigenous Permaculture uh, planting a soap plant uh, on that day. And then this is a picture taken today and you can see uh, the species that have grown in in that site. Um, there's more than 12 species there. Uh, overall, you're going to see some coyote brush, some coffee berry, some polypody ferns, uh, some oso berry and some sagebrush. And I'll show in this next slide as well. I'm sorry about this. Um, in this next slide as well, uh, you're going to see an example of uh, some sagebrush uh, that's really providing some nice density and some habitat on that site that's grown in there since then. This is a second site that we've now installed at the gym adjacent to 9th Street across from the fire training facility. Um, this was a, installed in the last year and it's come in quite nicely. Another site is Treasure Island Pregnant adjacent to the San Francisco Gaelic Association and Araceli Cafe. Uh, at this site, we have um, planted some of the locally native fiesta flower uh, along with some blackberry, uh, some pink, flower, pink flowering currants and others. Um, and then here's an example of uh, the signage that is installed at each site to help uh, the public interpret what they're seeing there and, and, and learn a little bit more about the species. This is the site of the Life Learning Academy uh, that we planted in 2021. Um, they've got upwards of 19 species planted here. You're going to see some Dutchman's pipe vine, coyote brush, uh, the native yerba buena, as well as coffee berry and others. Uh, Life Learning then uses this in their curriculum for learning about native habitat and in some of their various uh, science, science classes. 
Here's another shot of uh, some of the more dense uh, brushes that you'll see in there. Sites Lulma are accessible to the general public visiting the island is the stretch of 9th Street off the Merced parking lot right at 9th and Avenue of Palms. Uh, in this site, we've initially uh, installed natives in with the existing landscape. This was a, a site that for a variety of reasons, we wanted to maintain some of the ex extant Navy landscape uh, for screening uh, as some of the bushes and uh, trees that we've installed in there uh, start to grow over the next couple of years, we expect to start kind of cutting out more of the extant Navy landscaping and adding more to this area uh, as well. This is an area that's right across from the community park. It's also visible uh, by visitors who use this parking lot a lot to visit uh, the shoreline, to visit the signal uh, artwork, to visit Marseille. And you'll see a shot here of a California blue blossom that's performing quite well uh, at this site. And the final site I will list is our newest, and this is actually an organic site um, that was planted by a local resident who utilizes the tennis courts uh, in partnership with Tida and Ledge. Uh, this island resident, Pina, uh, who's a longtime resident, some of you may know her, um, reached out to Ledge and asked if they had any extra plants. I, I, I understand that um, she may use, utilize the tennis courts a lot, um, and saw this space as a, a good opportunity for uh, doing some native planting. Um, so she worked with Tida to get the approvals for the installation. Uh, we are gonna support her with uh, installing a signage and she's working to gather uh, some additional community volunteers to help tend this site. And this is really, I think a, a great example of what we wanna see from you know stewardship is people kind of coming to it naturally and embracing it and wanting to take on their own projects um, and engage in, uh, you know, both natural areas awareness and also uh, uh, the interest in gardening and land management as well. So we're, we're certainly happy that she picked this up and we're happy to support this site as much as we can as well. Um, and that will come to the end of my presentation. Uh, thank you for your time and I'm happy to take any questions. You're You're muted, muted. Okay, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that presentation. Um, Peter. I, you know, I, I think this is such a great example of using native plantings on Treasure Island. Although I would say that Treasure Island has the opportunity to actually use a wider palette than perhaps on Yoga Buena Island, which as you said, was a natural island, so did have native plantings, whereas Treasure Island being man-made, um, didn't have those native species on the island um, when it was created. Um, and so we do have a chance to even look at um, Mediterranean um, species, which are drought resistant, um, but which um, uh, have, have uh, uh, different characteristics of, you know, for succulents and alloles and other things. And I'm just wondering whether all of our plantings are going to be just native or are there going to be a mix? Um, the, the Navy, as an example, um, used a different, historically, a different um, plant palette. And I'm just wondering as we go forward for these areas, um, are we just doing native or will we have a mix between the Mediterranean palette and, um, and the native? Um. I'll speak a little bit to the street streetscape on Treasure Island because uh, the streetscape master plan does did lay out a uh, a planting uh, palette mm -hmm. uh, for each of the street types on Treasure Island, and um, that does include, uh, as you describe, a, a, a wide variety of uh vegetation uh not strictly uh plants that are are uh, you know native to the region or or native to to yerba buena island um so uh um but then within the parks uh as well i think there's there there is also planned to be a variety um and particularly as you get out to the uh you know to the the north end of the island, that being kind of the most uh, 
natural to the region, um, but not necessarily native to to Yerba Buena Island. So because the, your Treasure Island um, in its in its geography, it is you know in topography is is kind of more akin to areas like Chrissy Field than the rocky upslopes that that Yerba Buena Island has. So uh, I think I think they will be. Uh, as I said, native to the region, but not necessarily to, to Yerba Buena Island. Yeah, and and it's good to note um, that you know nature has its own ways, and I was pleased to see that the piles of soil that we had for the geotechnical work, we've had soils in the spring. It was wonderful because poppies just sprung up <laughs> by themselves. Um, and it's because it's, you know, the seeds are carried by wind or whatever, but in fact, um, you know, they, they sprung up because nature um, had that uh, uh, for us. And, and what a pleasure it was to see those poppies on those mounds of soil. Um, so, yes, so I'm glad that we, we will have um, a wide variety of plantings. And, um, but this is great that we're doing these, especially around community spaces. Um, and I think the educational part is really important and I'm glad that there's interpretive signage. Um, I think we can do a lot to promote that so that people understand what types of plants these are. And if there is a palette for those areas, maybe that's good to publish somewhere in, in our website on um, the plantings that we are doing. People might be interested for their own gardens as an example. So, um, Linda, do you have any comments or questions? Yes, I, yes. Again, uh, Peter, thank you for your hands-on approach. In fact, your approach is basically what we're looking at in some of the other assignments, like, you know, housing to have staff to own a piece of this particular assignment. And so this is really great. Now, let me, I want to ask some questions regarding the land use development plan for these areas. I know the ship shape a few years, that those areas are going to, you know, transform into the permanent development. But what is the plan? Are we going to be transplanting some of these plans to the permanent uh, destination? You know, the, the right now we're in the inner basis. Will you talk a little bit um, about that? <laughs> I, I, I would just say in terms of the plant stock, yes, our intention would be to, as as best we can, salvage these plants and relocate them perhaps elsewhere on Yerba Buena Island. Um, you know, it, it was always understood that these facilities are temporary. There's sort of an immediate, you know, education and, and, and awareness component. Um, but there is still value in the plant stock. So as we've done uh, with other areas, and as Greg mentioned, you know, there, there was a, a quite a bit of initial salvage uh, performed on Yerba Buena Island uh, at the beginning of the development, albeit more for seed stock and smaller uh, uh, plants. But I think, you know, as as possible and as realistic, we would look to um, salvage these plants and replant them elsewhere. And there are some plants in some of these nurseries that have been salvaged from elsewhere already and infilled into these, or not into the nurseries, into the gardens, excuse me. So I think that kind of thought process of reusing wherever we can when the time comes uh, would hold for all these as well. Absolutely, uh, they will be essential because even from your presentation, it would be great if we can capture as much as we can from from plants, you know, for, for the island. And the other question, overriding question, and we asked that before, has to do with the overall maintenance of the parks. And again, that is a subject matter that it is going to require comprehensive presentation where we can really put something in place and those plans needs to be uh, developed, you know, now. I think we are the phase now where we are gathering information and we need to put a master plan into the uh, permanent uh, maintenance and just gonna do those, you know, what ones are they going to take? And I just wanna throw that out there because that is the biggest thing on our plate that, uh, and I wanted you all to be to start thinking about that with us. You're all going to be very instrumental. It it is a 
subject matter that uh, I promised I'm highly interested and would like to the conversation as soon as possible. So, but uh, so far, Peter, uh, thank you for getting this together. And regarding the education and peace, do we have any plan, for instance, with the San Francisco Unified School District and all the other youth organizations uh, to visit the island? What what we are working on, I mean, I think we always, you know, wel welcome engagement. Um, and I think particularly as some of the new public spaces on Yerba Buena Island open back up in the next few years, that will be a little bit more destination ready. It's a challenge now to host field trips, particularly on Yerba Buena Island because of all the construction and there's just not kind of the right spaces. Um, so I think we're definitely looking to become more of sort of a host for, you know, schools coming to the island from the city or from the region. Um, we're also going to be working with a separate arm of ledge uh, over the next year to perform a little bit more of a thorough community assessment of, um, you know, how can stewardship help uh, engage the community, particularly the existing community on island, um, as well as, you know, how can the parks, the open space, the, the, the HMP serve as, as a vehicle for you know, learning and curriculum enhancement for the on-island institutions as well as throughout the city. Um, so I think our hope is some of that assessment will help us understand where we can improve those connections and what our opportunities are for serving that role that I think you're envisioning. Yes, and lastly, I would, uh, so you mentioned Ledge, I would like to see how Ledge is doing outreach to uh, the residents of the island to be part, not only tree planting and some of the activities. So Peter have to pay that. Need to get the island involved. Right. And I would like to look at that plan. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sure that we'll come back and, and have a presentation specific to that. We're, we're just finishing up the, the paperwork and they'll be getting going over the next year with initial meetings with One Treasure Island and, and the other partners. So I'm sure at the appropriate time, Bob will bring that back to the board for a presentation and update. Okay. Thank you so much for your excellent work, Peter. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Is Are there any public comments? There are no callers in the queue. Okay. Thank you. So um, that, is there another item on our agenda? Item number six, discussion of future agenda items by directors. Okay. So I, I think that some future agenda items have already been discussed and certainly um, the um, operations maintenance management of these parks is certainly a very key issue which we have to address um, and get a plan for that. Uh, and let's see. Um, uh, with uh, with regards to the um, tennis courts, you know, health and recreation is certainly so important um, in a community. And I'm glad that we do have some tennis courts that are out there. There's going to be soccer fields. There, there are certainly other recreational um, activities. What about a pickleball court? Pickleball is a growing sport in in the United States. And since we have tennis courts, it's it's also easy to put pickleball courts um, where the tennis courts are. But I like to have that as a future agenda item to, to discuss. Um, but the, the overall recreational um, plan for the island and um, specifically, you know, um, are there activities such as pickleball that can be incorporated? Bob? Uh, yeah, we can we can uh, include some of those conversations um, in in future uh, agendas. Okay, thank you. Sure. So, uh, um, hearing no other items, um, I think we can now adjourn. Thank you so much for your presentations today. They were very informative. Um, we remain actively interested in what's happening with the native flora and, and plantings and gardens on the island. And so thank you so much for the presentation today. Thank you. Okay. So we can leave.